With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer podcast that you can find on iTunes and other platforms. You can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. It is Saturday, April 20th, and Atlanta United was beaten by Dallas 2-1 to here at Mercedes-Benz Stadiums. <laughs> Stadiums. I'm tired. Uh, the goals uh, were Jesus Ferreira in the sixth minute, uh, Brian Acosta in the 84th minute, and Joseph Martinez in the seventh minute of stoppage time on a penalty kick. Uh, Atlanta United falls to 1-3-2 and two this season in MLS play and remains winless here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, where it just lost, uh, I think it was two games with four ties all of last year, and it's run to the MLS Cup, and it's already got uh, one loss and two ties here this season. I'm joined, as always, by Jason Longshore of SoccerDownHere.net and 92.9 FM. I hope that you'll uh, bookmark and add to your podcast listening the work that he does because it is fantastic and non-stop. Jason, Atlanta United had 71.2% of the possession, 22 shots, 8 on target to Dallas's 8 and 6. What was their undoing tonight? Didn't finish. I mean, honestly, well, there's two things. You didn't finish to get back into the game, but you gave up an early goal again. And you gave up an early goal that was preventable. Uh, for me, Leandro Gonzalez-Perez made a very bad individual decision at midfield going to ground on a tackle inside Dallas's half when he didn't need to, and the back line was also exposed at that stage. So he's out of the play, and Michael Barrios punishes you for it. Jesus Ferreira scores again, and then you're running uphill. And Dallas took full advantage. Like, yeah, they were cynical. Yeah, they wasted a lot of time. Yeah, there were a lot of fouls breaking up play. All that happened, but all that happened because you conceded in the first 10 minutes again. Can't keep doing that and getting results. You just can't. Yeah, the goals that Atlanta United has given up in MLS play this season are very similar to some of the goals they've given up the previous two years. Just horrible individual breakdowns. The second goal... It was a fantastic cross from Barrios to Acosta. Yeah. But it started because Atlanta United did not put pressure on Cirillo, who hit a pass of some 50 yards diagonally across the field right into a perfect spot behind Atlanta United's defense. As fast as Miles Robinson is, he could not catch up to that one. No. Um, and it was a fantastic cross by Barrios to Acosta, who outran Leandro Gonzalez-Perez, who had 
probably the worst game I think I've seen him play for Atlanta United for a volley. Nothing Brad Guzan could do. Yeah, and I'll I'll give Gonzalez Perez a, a break on that one because he had been involved in the buildup in the corner on the far end, and he was making a 100-yard run to try to catch up to it. You can't let Cerrillo hit that ball. Um, that was the biggest problem with that sequence, is you just can't let Cerrillo hit that ball as, again, you're exposed. And this is where... Those decisions, right now, you're getting punished for bad decisions in those moments, period. Um, will that happen every time? No. It does balance out over the year at some point, you hope. Um, to go along with it, you're creating more chances, more shots, more quality chances than you have all season, and you're not converting them. Again, that should balance out. hasn't so far, and you're dropping matches and dropping points, especially at home which you haven't done, really. Yeah. Of nine possible points that Atlanta United could have picked up at home, it has just two. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is not good. Uh, Even with seven teams available for the playoffs this season, Atlanta United has fallen even further behind because Orlando, who was the seventh-place team, uh, won today with a goal in the 88th minute or something like that. Um, So there's a little more space in between now Atlanta United and... Orlando. Now, after the game, uh, Frank DeBoer was the first to speak. They tweaked the format a little bit this year, which I kind of like. It's good to talk to the coach first before the players. Right. Um, And he said that uh, he was very proud of the team's effort, proud of the team's intensity, said if you were to play 30 games with this intensity and this effort, you would win 28. Um, I was curious if you agreed with that. Would you win 28? Maybe that's a little high. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, would you win two-thirds of the games you play with the way this game played out? Yeah, I think you would. I think if you're creating that many chances and you're putting, including the shots off the bar, you're you're putting ten shots on target. And this is something that I think people just don't want to hear right now. I completely understand it. Jesse Gonzalez had a great day today. Jesse Mm -hmm. Gonzalez, their goalkeeper, had a great day. He made a couple saves on Joseph Martinez that – I did not expect him to make. One with one hand um, through traffic off of a set piece. Another one off of a turn where he was at full stretch going the other way. Those are great saves. Those yeah, are world-class saves. Seven saves, to, mm-hmm. including uh, he saved a Gressel free kick and a Barco mm-hmm. free kick mm-hmm. uh, as well. He was outstanding. Yeah. And, and that doesn't take away. That doesn't mean that that takes Atlanta off the hook. No, it doesn't. But it is part of the game. It is part of what happened today. If you play this way, you're going to win more often than not. But the reason tonight that you didn't is you gave up an early goal through an individual mistake again. And from there, the whole thing changes. Did it mean that Dallas completely changed the way they played? I don't think so. Now, I think people who didn't watch the full 90 would say that that was the case. Like, oh, well, Dallas then decided to sit back. That's how they play. Well, it's not that they don't sit back by design. They try to build out of the back. Now, if you go back to the first half, at halftime you make changes, and of course they did, and they sat deeper. First half, they tried to build out of the back. Atlanta pressed. Atlanta pressed them very effectively. Dallas couldn't string passes together in the first half. And Atlanta created chances out of that. Again, they didn't convert on them, but they took Dallas out of their game. Credit to Dallas for finding another way than what they generally want to do. Their magic number is 600. They want 600 passes in every game. 
They had 200 and some change today. That's very different than what they normally do to win matches, but they found another way, and that's that's credit to them, and it's a lot of credit to Luchi Gonzalez because his team had an edge today that I didn't know if they had it. They also wasted a lot of time. Yeah. That was interesting. Uh, you know, This was a big pet peeve of Tata's when teams were coming to Mercedes-Benz, and Dallas wasted more time than I think I've seen any team do before. But Seattle last they, year was they had the a one that I would compare. But you're right. They, they had, had a lead. lead. They, so get they the had that luxury. And they can do it, 100%. Um, so and we asked some of the we asked Parkhurst and and uh, Gressel just about the the inability to finish, and Gressel said it was just maybe a lack of want to combined with a good game uh, by Gonzalez uh, for Dallas. Parkhurst said the same um, that they're just lacking a little bit of confidence right now mm-hmm. in front of the goal. Um, as active and as involved in the offense as Martinez was last week, I thought Dallas did a good job kind of neutralizing him this week. Um, as active and involved as Viaba was last week, he had one good kind of Viaba run and then kind of just didn't affect the game very much after that. I thought Barco had another really, really solid game. I thought he was better as a whole yeah. in this one than he was last he week. Won. Last week he had the two goals, but this week seven chances. Seven chances created one, six fouls, mm-hmm. most of all in very dangerous spots. Five shots, two um, on target, two off yeah. the post. I mean, that's as good of a night as you can have without getting a goal. Like, I, I know and I got killed for it on Twitter for saying that he had a better night today than he did last week. Frank said the same. Okay, good. I don't feel too bad. I don't yeah. know if that helps me much right now. Yeah, but there's nothing Frank's going to say right now that's going to make anybody happy. He's right, though. I mean, yeah. as a whole, on the performance, and, and this was what I said on the, the full-time report, was that when you look at the numbers, you look at the, you look at the shots, you look at the chances created, and you look at the shots on target, this team has improved from game one to now. That's In true. league play, they yeah. have. It's The shots on target and off the bar today – was more than you had in your first three games combined. Yeah. So there is progress in that way. You're not getting the goal still. Initially, it was you're not creating chances. Right. Now you're creating chances. You're not getting the goals. Right. That's a step. It's not the step you want all the way, but it's a step. It has to be better. And next week, you're going to face a team that's going to be a lot like some of the teams we saw early this season who are going to sit and put numbers behind the ball in Colorado. That is true. And the last topic I guess we probably should discuss is Pitti Martinez. Mm-hmm. Came off the bench uh, around the 65th minute uh, for Julian Gressel, I believe. Yes. Uh, or no, no, that was Pereira who came in for Gressel. It was Pereira that came in for Gressel, yeah. Pitti came in. Tito. For Tito, yeah. Um, I don't remember Pitti doing much tonight. I, I was curious about your thoughts. I was doing a lot of writing at that point. He did create four chances, according to the numbers. He had a couple. He had the best chance that he created for Joseph on the night, the chip that Joseph missed from the edge of the six. Right. That was okay. kind of inexplicable. That was just a, a piece of magic from Pitti with the chip. Um, not what we need to see out of Pitti overall, but... Four chances created in a small amount of time yeah. is a is a good performance. Yeah. Um, people expect more, and they should. And it's not where it should be. He needs to get to ninety minutes fit. You need him for ninety minutes because he has to build up that confidence that the guys are talking about. It's needed. You have to build that chemistry. Him, Barco, who right now is the the play the hub for this team creatively. Right. Who they should play through. Gressel, Pitti, Barco, Gressel. 
Tito, Joseph have to get on the same page. Whatever combination of them it is, they have to get on the same page and get even better and even sharper. They've yet to play to start a game together mm-hmm. this year. Um, I think you'll probably see Pitti starting against Colorado next week because there should be no other team in the league in which you should gain confidence than Colorado. Colorado's going to – I think they're going to come in here with Jack Price hurt – or not hurt, uh, red-carded today. So you're missing your, your defensive midfielder. I think they're going to come in and play a 5-4-1. I, I think they're going to watch what Dallas did, and they're going to sit five back, four in front of them, Kai Kamara up top by himself, play long, play direct, say if we have 10% of the possession, that's fine, and they're going to try to frustrate you. You have to get goals early to break them out of that. I am curious if they were to try to get – Joseph, Julian, Barco, Viaba, and Pitti, and Nagby on the field at the same time. How they're going to be able to do it, uh, that might be a discussion for soccer down here. Um, You're sacrificing somebody You you have to sacrifice a defensive midfielder, I think, and push someone else forward. Almost, instead of a 4-4-1-1, a 4-1-4-1. Yeah, you'd go Um, 4-1-4-1 to do it. You'd have to play one defensive midfielder by themselves. Next week you could do that. I think you could do that. Yeah, against Colorado. Yeah, you you absolutely could. It's then the front five, what does it look like, and how do you move the pieces around? Uh, This is a discussion for another time. We're going to wrap this podcast up here at around 13 minutes. Jason, what do you have upcoming, and how can people find you? Um, I, I'm almost afraid to even put it out there, but <laughs> we have overreaction Monday on a soccer down here on Monday, um, nine o'clock in the morning, nine till eleven ish. Some days it goes a little long when MLS decides to break all the news the night before, and it just happens. Mm-hmm. But uh, 9 to 11, all week long, Monday to Friday, you can download the Soccer Down Here app on iOS or Android. Um, also, we have some other special you know, stuff during the week. Uh, this week, we'll be talking about Atlanta United 2, who play on Wednesday, hosting Tampa Bay at Kennesaw State. Try to come up for that. And if you can't, you can listen to myself and John Nelson on ESPN+. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson DJC. I've already updated the uh, game story with quotes and context. I'll soon be posting this podcast, soon be posting the player ratings, and then tomorrow I'll have at least one sidebar on the scoring issues and maybe something on the home form. Um, follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. Follow this podcast, Southern Fried Soccer, on iTunes. I hope you'll consider subscribing to the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Once again, Atlanta United falls to Dallas 2 to 1. On April 20th, have a happy Easter. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution is taking Georgia political coverage to the next level. Now, Georgia's smartest political team is adding Hall of Fame political broadcaster Bill Nygut. I am beyond thrilled to be joining the remarkable political team at the AJC. And with the year that we have unfolding in politics, it's going to be an exciting ride. Read Bill Nygut's expert insight on AJC.com and listen to the Politically Georgia podcast with me, Greg Bluestein, And me, Patricia Murphy. And me, Tia Mitchell. Hear new episodes every weekday. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.